Is that misogynistic to call a lady a skirt? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to reduce a woman 100%. to the object uh, that's blocking her private parts? Yes. Hello, everybody. Hey. Uh, welcome back. Hey, uh, this is season two, episode 12. And I'm Brayden. Of Watch and Talk. <laughs> Just Brayden. No one else. I am Eric. Uh, whatever. Elise. Jason. And uh, this episode is called The Drop-In. I thought this was going to be about something else. Like the, I don't know, like a drop-by? or like Yeah, a, like the, the Dalai Lama move. Yeah, I don't that know. That seemed like a drop-in. Yeah. It is about a thing that's kind of boring. It's a boring episode, in, it's kind in of boring. my opinion. A drop-in. Yeah. A drop-in is when everybody does something, but they don't tell Sam. <laughs> and I think, isn't he, that a Seinfeld thing? Oh, you do a drop-in. Oh, the drop-in. That sounds like He's totally a drop-in. Yeah. It's like, I got to go see this girl, but I can't yeah. like remember the reason to talk to her. It's like, oh, you, here's your move. You do the drop-in. Yeah. That's Maybe it's because thing. all the ambassador ab- ambassadors are dropping in. Oh, do you mean plenty potentiaries? <laughs> yeah. And by affixing my signature and seal, you hereby declare you to be an ambassador extraordinary and plenty potentiary. I looked that up. That is I, a fake fucking word mm-hmm. if I've ever heard one. Ambassador extraordinaries. That's it. No, it's a real word, and it means... You're an ambassador. <laughs> Basically, yeah. it means you are an. Ambassador. It sounded Latiny. Yeah, it sounds Latin. I think yeah. it is from the Latin. Mm. And actually, Wikipedia says it like that. It says plenty of titiary from the Latin. From the Latin. <laughs> from the Latin. Mm-hmm. Which is, I thought, isn't was everything just a from the Latin a little thing. bit? No, actually. Well, like a lot of it is. Some stuff, yeah. Most Chinese, not from the Latin. Right, like English and. Romance languages. English is I actually a Germanic too. language. Most of the Latin and English came in through the French after the Norman invasion. Whoa. I know. Braden, blowing minds today. Previously on this week, spoken by CJ, it's about Lord John Marbury, or as I'm going to call him, LJM, for the rest of the episode. That's literally how I, he's written in my notes because I was like, I can't. That's write a lot this of syllables. Name. Yeah. I just wrote Marbury. Marbury. That's still a long. It's got a. It sounds nice. To I say. love a Marbury pie. Marbury. Marbury. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, Toby loses a lot just in general. Is the <laughs> previously on? It's like him just like getting beaten and things, especially last week in the leadership breakfast. Or this episode's like Toby's revenge. There's a sit room scene at the beginning. Leo's really excited about a thing that's about to happen in two minutes. I'm gonna see if I can get the president to watch this. They cut up to the Oval Office. He is receiving a new ambassador from Thailand. There's a thing about James Michener. You're staying at the Oriental. Best hotel in the world, right? Your own James Michener wrote many of his books at the Oriental. And one of his typewriters remains in the suite they named for him. Is that right? Yes, sir. Make sure I see that. Yes, sir. You guys ever heard of this guy before? You reading Michener? Michener, yeah. Mm -hmm. Michener. There's an extra syllable Uh, stuck in there. James Michener. Michener. Michener? Michener. My dad wrote Michener. He read your dad read you know everything your dad read. <laughs> yeah, that's an odd. Uh, that's a weird thing. Piece of information. To know. To well, when I was younger, my dad would like tell me sto- tell me like the book the plots of the books that he would read. Oh, and he read Michener. Like, so like he wouldn't read to you. He would like no. notes to you. Yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. He would readers digest you. Mm-hmm. He had that's numerous nice. works selected for the book of the month club. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, hey, before we get. Beyond the the previously on Michener, did they have a previously on that showed them forming the committee to reelect the president? You're asking about previous previously ons. 
this last this no, previously this I don't remember if they did this that. week they did not show it that's so weird because it's so crucial to understanding what's going on the and to- yet they don't Toby's put like that in the previous more political well Toby it's, he's like was Leo in the room was I contacted if neither of us were contacted like oh, that's an important thing is not being because I was thinking dealt he, with. yeah we'll get to that but I was thinking like why didn't he mention like Josh there too it's right because like, Josh isn't in the club yet right and I can't believe they omitted that key scene so uh, this is where they they drop the title thing. It's like ambassador extraordinaire and plenipotentiary. There's just a lot of syllables going around. <laughs> Leo comes in. He's bantering with Miss Landingham for a minute, and she's like, "You're testing that preposterous contraption again." Yeah, e- even Mrs. Landingham somehow knows that this is a bad program. Yeah, and, I don't and know how we learn what the program is. That it's a automated missile defense system. So they anti missile missile. Yeah, it shoots it out of the sky, detects it. Some, I bet they could do that now. We I were think they about could that. do that with drones now, probably, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Just have a bunch of drones. Well, yeah. uh, like blacking Israel, out the sun. Israel has a thing, the, the Iron Dome. Oh, right. That's right, like right. for like... Right. It's like for the smaller rockets ones. and such that they shoot off from the ground, yeah. Do you know what it shoots it with? Is it like with bullets or is it with another... It's another missile. Crazy. Of types, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because it seems like if you for like small ones, maybe you could shoot like a bunch like a machine gun type thing yeah, up yeah, in the yeah, air yeah. at it. You get more shots off, hmm. but you really got to explode that ordinance. If they can land a rocket like upside down, the way that like SpaceX does that mm-hmm. stuff now, I feel like they could do this. Yeah, nowadays and machine learning or so. Whatever. Well, so that, they hint <laughs> a little bit at this in the episode that now there are like decoy missiles that get fired. So like there's the armed nuke and then there's all the decoy missiles. Yeah. And so the anti nuke missile shield has to be able to differentiate between them on the fly. Just That's gotta be the hard part. Radiation signal or something Maybe. coming off of it. It's gotta be. The mass. Just blow them all up. Kill them all. Blow them all. Yeah. Like yeah. God sorted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna show the president. Leo's very excited about this program that has never worked. And Why is he so excited uh, that he goes and interrupts the president? You know what it's like? It's like in Peanuts when Lucy with the football. <laughs> it's so like that. You're right. You know what you are? You are the Charlie Brown of missile defense. The Pentagon is Lucy. I'm not familiar with the reference, sir. Peanuts, Charlie Brown. I've heard of them. I'm just not conversing in them. Charlie Brown wanted to kick a football, and Lucy would hold it, except she'd pull it away at the last minute, and Charlie Brown would fall on his butt. It's satirical. What's he satirizing? The DOD bringing you to the Situation Room every time they run a new missile test. Yeah, I don't understand I just thought of that, <laughs> how it's possible that Leo is familiar with Charlie Brown and yet doesn't know about the football. He says he's not yeah. conversant in it. He says there's a dog. <laughs> he's not conversant in Peanuts. Like, everyone knows that, even if you didn't read Peanuts. Yeah. I feel like... like nobody, you should, don't read Peanuts. I feel it's like very bad. This is a uh, I don't modern... Like metaphor for in politics though it's a thing that's become in vogue as a comparison and i want to say it's an atrios thing he used to like post like that gif all the time mm-hmm. i think it's more in the common vernacular now as a thing to be compared to it's a good way of saying you're a sucker it's a tactful yeah. way of of basically saying that. i just don't know how we, how you are familiar with charlie brown and yet not aware of the football plot point 
It's really the main thing. It's like I, most. I, it's most issues like, or whatever. Uh, the dog like uh, flies a plane, and the football thing. Like, what else is there? There's the guy that smells. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, that, the teachers that. are like, like weird and deaf. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Can we cut that? Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, "There are a couple of three-star generals in there. Call them Lucy, and you're on your own." That's kind of an insult to Lucy. I know a baby named Lucy that I would love to be compared to. Yeah, I yeah. had a dog called Lucy. Good dog and a cat. Good cat at the same time. The best. No. Okay. Did you name one after the other in memory? No. Scoot, just a good, they look like the names occurred to you separately. It just happened. <laughs> Did they come in with those names? No. You gave them. Yeah. Ah, right. uh, Lu- oh, Lucy. Yeah. How many names did you know at the time? <laughs> That's it. I There's da- more names. I knew Dad. I knew Brayden. I knew. Yeah, I Dad. Knew Lucy. <laughs> Dad's Lucy. Um, they they go into the sit room. They start talking some real jargony missile talk. SRB SEP is solid rocket booster separation. Now that means a high resolution radar on the ground has gotten a lock on signal from the kill vehicle. And yeah, they keep on saying the kill vehicle. Yeah. Which is like Sounds the good. coolest car. <laughs> I was thinking, there needs to be more TV shows about cars that are sentient and fighting crime. And called yeah, didn't the they? Kill yeah, the show could be the show could be called the Kill View. The Wait, kill they vehicle. remade Knight Rider, and then it didn't. Remember did they do it. Knight Rider? They I'm, did. I'm talking they about did. original IP. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I legally distinct from Knight Rider, it could be called the Kill Vehicle. Ooh, catchy. <laughs> could it be like a motorcycle? Mm-mm. Sure. Right. Too insecure. I don't want to. Uh... Uh, okay, he's got a sidekick. Yeah, I the kill know. vehicle's got a motorcycle sidekick. Mm, I just but the motorcycle's not dangerous. Sentient. It's Maybe a dangerous me- method of transportation. Can I don't want to be like a bionic person mm-hmm. slash kill vehicle. Oh, he got like his brain implanted into a car's yeah. engine. Mm-hmm. And the sentience is inside a car. This is okay. sort of like Transformers. It's and his like... daughter is the driver. Yeah, I read that book where the uh, the protagonist was a spaceship. Oh, ancillary justice. That's yeah, pretty good. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and then the the missile test uh, obviously fails because it's Lucy in the football, and the football has to get pulled away. Uh, there's a funny thing. By how much did it miss the target, Colonel? One three seven. We missed it by 137 feet. Miles. We missed it by 137 miles. We missed by 137 unitless things. And well, he, like, he doesn't even say that. He goes, one, three, seven. <laughs> right, it's military. It could be like 1.37 meters, you know? Does, do the military have those, like, call signs? You know, they say, like, uh, I'm talking about Alpha, Kappa, Bravo, Tango. But for, like, units? Did, for, I think for numbers? the beginning of that was, like, a sorority. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha, Kappa, Bravo, Tango? Yeah. yeah, don't they have, like, Niner? Oh, yeah. Seven, Fiver. 70. One-er, two-er, three-er. Yeah, you guys have never been in the military. This is clear. <laughs> I gave it away. Yeah. I saw Airplane, though. Yeah, yeah what's your vector, Victor? <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway from that? Yeah. <laughs> And then the president kind of zings Leo on the way out. The words you're looking for are, oh, good grief. About Charlie Brown thing. And that's the credits going out on a Peanuts joke. (laughs) (laughs) It is really amazing that Peanuts is like a 
as such a a big pop culture thing. But I don't know why. I mean, th- it's just not every good. other every other good. reference on this show is like a lame nineteen forties film. That's true. This is pretty hip. They for made them. a new Peanuts movie. I think I keep thinking oh you're saying God. penis. <laughs> Every time you say it, that was, that was Schultz's whole peanuts. idea the whole time. <laughs> Sorry, yes, they made a peanuts movie. They actually, and that, they did like a we at Coach. They did a big peanuts collaboration, and people are still crazy about peanuts. People bought like a human size, like a five foot Coach six X Carl Schultz leather um, Snoopy for like fifteen hundred dollars. Wait, how tall? It's like five foot tall. That it's, sounds like it's, a deal. <laughs> maybe it was more than that. It was like five thousand. Has, wow. has any Peanuts property been good? The Christmas cartoon. Nah, I don't like it. Jewish. Uh-huh. Next, yeah. uh, the pumpkin patch. The pumpkin, cartoon. I guess, is okay. Oh, the animated specials from like the seventies. I whatever do have are, to are say, don't say their whole oh. way of oh. doing the parents, the wah wah wah, yeah, are adults. I, like I really like that. That was very insightful, I thought. That's literally what adults sound but like. But guys, Marmaduke. <laughs> that crazy dog. <laughs> that dog Family huge. circus. Weren't we talking the other day and yeah. you brought up Marmaduke? Like- I was like, remember when we were so bored that we would read like a three-panel black and white cartoon in a oh, newspaper? I read all of them. Yeah. Uh, except for that stupid Marmaduke. like Prince Arthur bullshit one. Prince- that, it, it, yeah. there, that, that was not good. There was one like fantasy action yeah. comic strip that like literally nothing mm-hmm. happened. It was and like, you had to like read the previous one to know. What was there going was like on? some of the panels were just all text. Too. Oh, it was remember so the, fucking yeah. boring. Do you remember yeah. that guy that would like ask for a hamburger today? They'd pay you later? Hey, I love Popeye. Garfield has gone through a little bit of a renaissance too because there's Garfield without Garfield. There's the um. Crazy. Garfield without Garfield? Yeah, it's this guy has a Tumblr. It's every Garfield comic strip, but he takes Garfield out, so it just makes <laughs> it look like Jim or whatever is like an insane person. <laughs> it's pretty great. And there's these like web video things about that are all like remakes of Garfield strips in live action with like people in suits, but they're like super surreal and like what? really drawn out. Wow. There's I'll put a few in the links, yeah. but they're people really insane. taking this Please to the do. next level. Yeah, Garfield's funny. And hey. Virgil Texas uh got Whoa. the Washington Post to get Jim Davis to clarify whether Garfield oh, oh, was yes. sexless or yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> because he says It's canon. It's canon, yeah. He's just he's just respecting So he's a man. He said he's he got a is, canon. but <laughs> But Jim Davis in an interview said, like, I don't like to think of Garfield as, like, belonging to any nation or having, like, a man, being a male or a female. So we use that as, like, a reason to update the Wikipedia page for Garfield and, like, created this, like, edit war on Wikipedia. And then Amazing. the Washington Post, like, made a, a whole article clarifying this. But the thing is, like, do you know any women that their favorite food is lasagna? Uh, yes. Go on. Is it your favorite food? <laughs> I mean... It's delicious. So I don't know. It's okay, weird. but still. And women no. love Mondays. Women love Mondays. <laughs> so therefore Garfield's a man. Okay. So after the credits, CJ has a press conference. She like goes in detail about what the ambassador ceremony is. The UK hasn't picked theirs yet. Based, uh, based, based on the opening credits. Who's it going to be? It could be anybody. I don't know. I'm going to go with LJM. But we'll have to... Watch the episode and find out. Um, after that, she leaves the press briefing. Um, nobody asked her her facts. I could have also yeah, told them that Burkina Faso has a population of 11 million, and in even years, they host Africa's largest crafts market. Yes. I have a question about this. Why 
does the White House press secretary have to be like a walking Wikipedia article? Uh, yeah. That's like not real. That never happens. Burkina Faso. Hmm? That's the, the country she keeps talking about. Um, it's, she, it has the biggest craft fair in Africa. It's a place. She also said a name of one of the ambassadors, and I didn't quite catch it, but it sounded like the last name was Neely Roach. Oh, I wrote it down here. Was it Neely Roach? Oh, the English? Sir Christopher Neely Roach? <laughs> a ridiculous name. I think it had. It was a middle name. Neely space Roach? No, Roach? I don't think so. That's not how I wrote it down. Papa? <laughs> Roach? <laughs> yeah. So Papa CJ and Sam are in the hallway after that. Um, the president is going to be speaking at the Global Defense Council benefit or whatever. And they're going to launch this new initiative care the clean air rehabilitation what's the global defense council is that like i think it's like the nrdc yeah that's what i was thinking yeah uh in the real life equivalent this care thing sounds like a backronym to me like they they knew the acronym they wanted (laughs) yeah and they came up with some words to fit because effort (laughs) clean air rehabilitation effort almost all government acronyms are backronyms yeah, because they have to sound sound good yeah, when like, they sell it. Acha, it's got that <laughs> it flows right off the tongue. <laughs> that's even that's dumb in both versions too. American Health Care Act is a stupid sounding name, and the abbreviation's stupid. <laughs> Come up with something better. Um, Sam Sam walks into the Roosevelt Room. He's with staff. The uh, Roosevelt Room. The Roosevelt Room. <laughs> did I say Roosevelt? I think you did. I think so. Sam walks into the. Roosevelt room, <laughs> hard R, <laughs> and he's got like Ginger and Bonnie and stuff in there, and he's finishing up this speech that he just brought up to CJ. Global warming, a real environmental condition, or merely a temporary anomaly? Is it a global threat, or the exaggerated claim of alarmist? The time for such debate is over. And I just want to say, tell that to the New York Times editorial page. Oh, fuck you, Brett Stevens. Climate of complete certainty was his first editorial there. So this is 20 years later-ish, 18 years later. And hey, you got to hear both liars. Still both going on. You got to. Support support journalism, guys. <laughs> uh, after that is Toby and Sam. Um, Toby comes back from this trip. He's been out of town. And he hears about the speech from Sam because nobody informed him. And he's not happy about it. And this is where he, the thing you were talking about earlier, where he's like, When was this decision made? Last night. Why wasn't I involved? You're in Kansas City. I have a telephone. I have a damn telephone, Sam. And I wasn't there. No. Did you bring in the reelect club? Lays out all the reasons it's a bad idea. Like they had some previous engagements that they canceled on already so it makes it look like they're ditching yeah why is it such a bad idea and, and well i mean and basically like, everyone agrees that it's a bad idea except for the people that made yeah sam and except for the people that want to do it right i think this is from an era when tacking to the center was kind of like the isn't that still what's happening to this day, the Democrats think that you move, you court the right because the left has nowhere to go. That's what Toby says at the end of the yeah. episode. He's like, they're going to come with us no matter what. They're going to look down, they'll look at the ballot, and they're going to go, yeah, who else is there? And uh, he doesn't have a primary challenge to worry about. So I think that's usually when you have to like walk that line is like in a contested primary. Like, 
the Republicans need to be as far out there as when, possible. When has there ever been a contested primary for an incumbent? That's what I'm saying. He doesn't have a contested primary. Yeah. So he doesn't. Ha- he's probably already in like general election mode where he's trying to appeal to the center. So how long were there we... There has been one, though. Uh, Ted Kennedy ran against Jimmy Carter and like Ooh, nuked, nuked his prospects, and then he got destroyed in 80. How how long hmm. was uh was Bartlett Bartlett or was he being Bartlett before he started uh Bartlett hasn't to been a lot center. of Bartlett. Oh, yeah. Bartlett needs to be it seemed like a really short amount of time. Yeah. Where they were really into that and then yeah, just they, abandoned all. It was literally all. one episode. Yeah, they yeah. stalemated a midterm and he's like, "Okay, that didn't work." Yeah. <laughs> then they introduced the the assassination attempt. Right. I think there's been a couple episodes where they're like, now we're going to be us and do great things and be proud of our work. And then they... But they haven't. They have not No, I, th- I think the whole second season so far has been a series of failures and compromising of principles. And this is, this is again, why I don't understand the critics. This is so authentically depressing. Right. Yeah. Right. I do think the really vanity-driven point of the president's nobody's understudy so we don't like pick up a speaking slot because somebody dropped actually does make sense in some ways. But I think that wasn't the real reason. I think Toby's saying all He's these things to find like, oh, that will piss off the Teamsters who will who aren't really big fans of carbon con- you know emission taxing. Right, but does are the Teamsters happy that you took a shot at the environmentalists at their meeting? Like, right? Who? Well, I think he what was saying this they they also declined a speaking gig on that night from them. I know because they thought they had they were busy and then they weren't. So then they did this. No, the, but the what, only reason they're doing that what is does so that, this get them? So that when they're on the Sunday morning talk shows and someone tries to like ding the administration for like going to speak to these people, it's like they can have their cake and eat it too. They went and paid tribute to the environmental lobby, but then they made sure to immunize themselves from criticism for doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, look, if you're going to have cake, eat it, but... Well, then you don't have it anymore. <laughs> but just eat it. You can't it. keep having it if you eat it. <laughs> eat it. Just eat it. You always eat it. But then you are then you have no more cake. Just yeah, but it. like if you let it, if you don't eat it, then it might get a little stale. Now you have less good cake. What's better, stale cake or no cake? I mean, why can't I just eat the cake when it's Guys, not Guys, is stale? a cake a sandwich? Here's my hot take. <laughs> cake isn't very good. What? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> what, 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 what? What? It's no pie. What? If there's cake, if there's somebody's cake, oh yes, totally. This it is no pie. It's Are no you pie. Me? I mean, you first of all, strictly technically, cake? it's not pie. <laughs> That's an honest. Like, walk out of here right there now. There is a linguistic <laughs> difference. If there is somebody, if it's you know a birth office birthday and there's cake it's 50 50 where I'm, whether i'm even having cake oh it's just yellow cake much less even enjoying i'm 100 percent <laughs> always mm-hmm. having cake no matter Boo, what always have cake I, I don't want you not to have cake but cake is better than pie oh, wow uh, at least cake is no sour patch grilled cheese protein shake what what i think you just lost everyone <laughs> what are you talking about it isn't ew <laughs> I'm allergic to that phrase you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, cake is amazing. It's so good. Frosting is wonderful. Frosting is... There's too much frosting it, on it, every it, piece it, of cake. No. Quit frosting so I, There's much. never enough frosting. Okay, ease back on the frosting. No. Carrot cake's all right. Oh! Oh, my God! 
Oh my god, I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. This is I just like need some time Chocolate cake is wonderful. <laughs> Have you had the Brooklyn blackout cake f- from Ovenly? It's incredible. No. Mm. Well, Ovenly's pretty good. Well, yeah. first of all, you haven't lived. So. Have pie? Is pie a sandwich? Stop mm. asking. Sandwich. It's an empanada. It's closer. Okay. It's an empanada <laughs> sandwich. A pie is closer to a sandwich than a cake is. Yeah. It's got layers of bready thing with stuff well, in between. A cake I mean, is more of a lasagna. Yeah, but isn't a cake technically <laughs> a, like a frosting sandwich? It's got two pieces yeah. of bread. Thick pieces actually, of bread. With thick one bread. hand while playing poker. I've learned from no. the Great British Bake Off that there's like sandwich cakes too. There's like a Victorian sponge that has two layers of cake and then jam between them, and now you have a sandwich. I will, I will try that. Yes, it's delicious. I will eat that. Okay, mm. so there's Josh in his office. After that, he is standing next to a wall, trying to relax. Like standing next to a wall. Yeah, is it like a posture thing, a circulation thing? I don't think that's relaxing. I would go lie down. Yeah, under my desk. <laughs> yeah, and they they get a couple gags out of him getting hit by the door. Uh, Donna comes in and you know opens the door right into his face, and then she, for some reason, even though CJ didn't know who the English ambassador was going to be, Donna knows it's LJM because she saw his picture. Where I don't know, but she's the, referencing. She's, no, no, her friend is a journalist and asked her about it. Aha! So, how, oh, so the friend probably knows? yeah, probably the friend, friend found out friend. somehow. Because probably Queen Elizabeth II appointed him, and there was like a delay before big the White House knew that. that her friend she got a big mouth. Queen Elizabeth II. Did they say plausibly? Is she a journalist? Um, yeah. So Donna's yeah got to answer some questions about whether Leo and Josh get along with LJM. Is it true that Leo can't stand a guy named Lord John Marbury? What? A reporter asked me. What's a reporter doing talking to you? It's a friend of a friend. Leo McGarry has nothing but respect and affection for John Marbury. That's what I said. Good, because Leo thinks he's a lunatic. He's very handsome. That may be so, but Leo thinks he's a lunatic. Are you threatened by his brilliance? No. You seem threatened by his brilliance. We knew that. Mm-hmm. It was in the previously on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world's worst mystery is resolved in about one <laughs> scene. Josh and Toby is after that. Toby says that the speech is a bad idea. Josh agrees. We can't appear to be at the beck and call of the environment. Would you try insulting them? Yes. I'm kidding. I'm not. We were invited. Don't care. What do you have? Environmental terrorists burnt down a ski resort and the GDC didn't comment. Are, are there environmental terrorists? Is this a real thing? Eco-terrorists. Yeah. Is this a um, thing? Yeah. I remember yeah. back in the day, like they used there, to talk about it. There are it. boats that like, attack whaling boats. There are attacky boats. Yeah, there was a reality a show reality about it. Show oh, about yeah. it. Like Whale Hunter? No? That was Whale the Hunter, Hunter? Yeah. Whale Hunter, Hunter. Yeah. It's oh. like the anti missile missile. The Hunter becomes the Hunter. There was also a Law and Order SVU episode about don't, this don't, a long don't. time ago, okay. so that means it's true. All right. There you mm-hmm. go. I don't know. It seems like it's not a big problem. I don't think it's a real thing. Yeah. They're more like a. I don't think they do any like insanely dangerous things though. They're more of like a nu- nuisance. Like the whale hunting, whale hunter hunter. They just show. get in their way. Yeah, Boom. they would just like. Don't you remember when they freed all the chimpanzees and started the outbreak? That was twelve monkeys. Oh yeah, there was that lab where they were teaching the monkeys how to speak, and then the people went in there and broke them out, and then the monkeys like organized and they took over the earth. And the whole society became a planet of, of monkeys. Apes. 
Yeah, I'm playing a monkeys actually. <laughs> that was the popular did, did film with, Planet of the Monkeys. Did it happen with apes too? <laughs> I've heard maybe yes. <laughs> I mean, that's all the news is talking about for a few years <laughs> until we killed all the monkeys. Until yeah. the monkey news took over. A rough, yeah. rough, rough time. This is uh, pretty much all Aaron Sorkin can think of as a like political gotcha this is they even note this is the same thing that happened in the first episode of the entire show when the christian right didn't denounce something i kind of hate this personally like they get into it later where it's like this it's such the right thing to do we just have to admonish them why why it's like this is exactly the thing of like every time a muslim is on tv it's like oh how come you didn't condemn this like attack by isis and it's like yeah, obviously. Yeah, they do it. They a lot of them they do that. But like, th- you're not responsible for everybody that like looks like you or has like the same response, uh, same they, political the, outlook. As but you it's do. also they write- like you can you don't like you don't have to just say like all groups that are doing things like this are bad. Like if you I don't know agree with some of their causes or something. You know what I mean? You don't have to. You don't have to like say something about every single thing that happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is it that nobody knows what a lynx is? Why did environmental terrorists burn down a ski resort? To save the lynx? The lynx? Yep. Environmental terrorists burn down a ski resort to save a golf course? It's an animal. It's a lynx? I don't know. It's like a, I think it's like a possum or something. It doesn't matter. What... All right. Yeah, it's why not do a we, possum. Why do we all know? Is it because of the internet? Florida? Is it because of the internet? It, maybe. Is it because of cat videos on the internet? Because I knew it was like a cat I've been to, on the internet. I've been to like a natural history museum, like, and I've seen a the, a lynx thing. Like, I just assume everybody knows about the football thing and Charlie Brown. All right, you guys what know lynxes. You guys know that game where you have to say a thing and you keep going around. Lynx, big cats. What? So I say What's this I, game? I so it's like I lion, tiger, panther. What am I supposed to say? Oh, another, my? another one, oh. another one in the in the sequence. Oh, like another cat? Thing? Yeah, big one. Jaguar. Lynx. <laughs> Caracal. Is that a thing? Yeah. Cheetah. Oh, I was gonna say that. Bobcat. Uh. <laughs> Puma. Siberian tiger. Leopard. Um. The Siegfried and Roy tiger. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> now you're drunk. See, that, that's a, it's the uh, remember things drinking game. Oh, that was fun, guys. That was fun. Good game. I kind of want to do it again, but it's okay. We okay, it. tiger. Oh. Mm. <laughs> it's <always> tiger. <laughs> Only cats. Yeah. Words that start with T. So, uh, and then there's this other issue that they're going to have to deal with. Um, this guy, Cornelius Sykes, is going to be the host of some dinner. Um, I'm, I'm going to look up what this dinner is. The Roy Rogers dinner. Will Rogers. Will Rogers dinner. Isn't Roy Rogers like a... Cow- TV cowboy? Oh. Do you have a chicken shop? Yeah, I was going to say a chicken, fast food chicken, roasted street chicken place. Wait, Will Rogers? Is that right? That's real. I've That's been what... to Will Rogers Park. Is that what they said? I thought they did. Wait, what's the rotisserie chicken, please? The Kenny first. Rogers. Kenny! It's the wood. He's like a Hollywood guy. Yeah, he's an actor. He's a motion picture actor, vaudeville performer, American cowboy. <laughs> I like that. Um, wow. He's uh, passed. Humorist, newspaper columnist, and social commentator. Oh, wow. Look at my big pants. That's a lot of commas. Like American cowboy? That's a, wow. Check that's out a my really, jinkos. That's a really good... 
first paragraph mm. of a Wikipedia. Yeah. American cowboy. What? Right. What other kind of cowboy? Is, can you click? There's is there just a hyperlink to American cowboy? Cowboy. Like yes, to know there is. What that is. <laughs> no, wait, no, sorry, it's two. There's American and cowboy. Oh, I want to know. Like, other than like playing an American cowboy in a movie, what makes an American cowboy? Is There's it... just one kind of cowboy. It's American. Yeah. So, and Josh says this thing. He he didn't laugh at the joke, and Toby's like, "Yeah, I know." So. There's something with Charlie Sykes, they call him. Is Cornelius and Charlie? Is that a short name? I would go with Corny. Cor- yeah, that's what I thought. Corny? Yeah. I was trying to remember what they said, and I was like, it's not Corny. That can't be right. <laughs> I would have remembered that. A bad nickname for a comedian. Yeah. So there's Toby. Corny Sykes. <laughs> Hi, my name's Corny. Sykes. Sykes, Sykes, Sykes. It's Cornelius. Yeah. Sykes. You idiot. Uh, Toby and Leo's after that. Leo makes it known that he does not approve of the speech either. They can just cancel this speech. Just cut at the this speech. point. Like chief of staff doesn't want to do it. The communications director doesn't want to do it. Deputy chief of staff doesn't want to do it. Just cancel the speech. Um, but the president's stoked about it. Toby's plan is to, to some extent, screw the environmental lobby, as he puts it, um, for some unknown reason. And then he says. We don't have to move to our right if there's an opportunity to spank the people to our left. Which is a very interesting thing, because I feel like this dynamic is playing out all the time in actual politics, because the far left is a favorite target of the moderate left. There's all this stuff about, like, if you don't let a racist speak on campus, you're a real First Amendment hater. And it's like, no, we just don't want to hear from this guy. If you can punch some hippies... You get a little bit of you get some points in the political arena. I don't think it works. No, I don't think it does at all. It just makes those people pissed off. Yeah, and then they back third parties and like everything they say that is never going to happen totally happens. Yeah, that's Toby's strategy. Maybe at the time it was the, the, a thing, but it seems like that is still the mindset of a lot of people, and it's fucking awful. Also, like people won't even look at embrace like single payer health care, which. Everybody really knows that they want, especially every Democratic politician, I think, wants that. But they won't say it because it's like... Because there's a bunch of companies that put their wives and family members on the board of directors Uh, and bribe them in order to not do it. It's not about punching hippies. No. Mm, Okay. That makes sense, too. Mm. And would fund, like, you know, primary challengers for them if they didn't support their existing cartel. And it is a cartel because insurance companies are exempted from the Sherman antitrust regulation. What's a cartel? What does that mean? It's like a a group of business people who collude in order to price fix and squeeze out competition. And that's insurance companies are expressly permitted to price fix, collude, and engage in other anti-competitive antitrust practices because they're exempt. Yay. And the first thing that mm-hmm. the Obama administration was being encouraged by activists to fix was that loophole, which was the essentially like an unintended consequence of like two different bills being interpreted a certain way. And the moment they tried to do it, pretty much everyone in Congress was like, shh, never say that again. And it just died. Press never covered it. Hmm. Do you think we're going to get a single payer candidate nope. in 2020? Nope. Really? Nope. You don't think so? Nope. You don't think Lizzie Warren's yeah. going to be for it? What about Elizabeth Warren? It doesn't matter whether she talks about it. It'll never, ever, ever, ever happen unless people so, start paying more attention the, to Congress. Do you think it'll be in the platform? Yeah, of course. Okay. But it won't actually matter. Yeah. Platform doesn't mean anything. The final thing on 
Toby and this drop in this the titular drop in about the lynx habitat thing is let's not tell Sam about it because I don't want Sam and his fourteen objections. It should just be a drop in. I love the the condescension <laughs> towards Sam in this episode from Toby. Sam's so excited this episode too. He's yeah. giving his speech. He's like so happy about saving the world. Uh, after that is Sam and like the communication staff at CJ and a bunch of like nameless people. Um, they kind of go over what this care act actually does and it's cap and trade basically. Right. Yeah. It's like there's credits and you can sell them if you don't use them. And... I still don't understand how cap and trade really is supposed to work. Right. Because how, how do you, you... put a cap? Okay. Right. Right. But okay. Does, then you trade. does every business like have you like trade the, the ability cap? to trade? They should just call it pogs. Amount under the cap. So what I mean is like, if a grocery store chain doesn't ever come close to using their cap, yeah, how do you, how do you allot? Like if, does Foot Locker get to sell its cap? If I make like an LLC on paper, do I get? Does Lids get to sell their cap? <laughs> yeah, it must be based on like I don't, I don't know. know how it would account for like growing companies. Yeah. And- and like, then if they do it based on like an average of your last five years of emissions and then how much you reduce based on that, p- companies would just start like inflating the <laughs> amount of emissions they were producing the just set, to yeah. get more cash. Yeah. Um, but lefties seem to like it, so I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> it's totally implausible and doesn't seems, make any sense, but good. let's do it. Yeah. He says, here's, here's all the talking points. Uh, make sure to read the whole thing. Don't just read what's underlined and don't just read what's highlighted. Um, I think this is a strong predicting of screenshot culture nowadays because I frequently see screenshots of text that have one sentence highlighted. So Don't I open just highlight. And I just read the highlighted sentence. It's such a good sentence. If you put an arrow next to it. I'm reading it. That's all I'm going to see. I'm not even going to read the sentence. I'm just going to look at the arrow. Sometimes I'll do the one before and after. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there was also this story today about how the national security people will start inserting Trump's name into like sentences deep into like uh, briefing books so that he'll keep reading it because <laughs> if he sees his name, he wants to read like he'll he'll scan documents for his name. And if he sees that, he'll read it. So they just like. Uh, you know, Egypt, blah, 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 Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, yes, I need to read this part. I but does it. he read the other parts of the sentence? <laughs> maybe the sentence before and after, maybe. He probably just wants you to get the context. You gotta get the context, come yeah. on. And then CJ says a thing. She's like, Sam, did you were you able to get dates in high school? And he's like, yeah, I was. And she's like, really? And for just, I want to introduce him to evidence. A picture of Rob Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> in high school. Okay, I am looking at this photo right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and his dick Ex- is huge. Exhi- <laughs> exhibit D. Yeah. <laughs> this guy got dates. Yeah. He had, wow. Uh, no problem with that. Yeah. No siree. I would date Rob Lowe at any age. Would you date Rob Lowe as Colonel Sanders, which he is now playing in TV commercials? Oh, my God. Is he? Yes. You know what? Probably yes. <laughs> He's got that chicken. <laughs> I I have not seen commercials in so long. Remember commercials? No. They're like uh, they got celebrities in. Like, them do they make him look mm. old? Do they put white hair on? Yeah, him? he's got the whole whole kit on. But he's like skinny Rob Lowe. They put yeah, a he whole... is Rob Lowe, but with I, a, but with chicken with a gray goatee with a bucket. Yeah, we obviously need 
to watch this. Admit this into evidence. Sanders. Colonel. I know how to spell it. I would prefer if we just went with Colonel. Colonel. He looks like this. Looks like a fucking oh astronaut. My, you know what? What's what's your reaction? Yes. Not good. My would would <laughs> would do it. Yeah, He's give me in some, like a space suit. Yeah, give me that biscuit, yeah. baby. Is mm. there room in that spacesuit for another person? <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> Wait, am I am I invited or not? For two oh. more people. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Interesting. You want to watch? Um, well, no, I think I. You, you know, Rob watch. and I would probably like some alone. I'll jump time. in after. Oh God, my parents listen to this for some cleanup. What are we talking about? Going to space? Being friends together. Oh, yes. We were talking about being best friends with Rob Lowe and going to space Sharing with him. a space suit. Yeah. So after that is CJ and Josh. Um, they, this is a stupid scene. but uh, So CJ needs to go talk to this Cornelia Sykes guy, but um, she also has a crush on LJM, and Josh says... It's got to be like Davy Jones himself is showing up. Okay, don't make fun of Davy Jones, all right? He once wrote me a letter. He took that kind of time. Guy from the Monkees? Right? Um, yeah. He's got yeah, one of those guys. And wasn't he... Wasn't he also... A pirate? A well, pirate? Yeah, he had oh, a locker. No, Are you talking about the monkey news agency? Family. <laughs> the what partridges? Was that fa- he, was the, he was the monkey president. Was that family that had like a rock a band? The partridge family? Yeah. The, the, the oh, that's partridge family? family, yeah. Oh, he wasn't in that, right? No, he could have been. He was a monkey. He was like the cute monkey. Yeah. Weren't the monkeys just like the Beatles but goofy? But they were, yeah, yeah, they were fake. Wasn't there like a Mickey? Kind of real later. Mickey, D- Mickey Dolan's. Mickey, is that him? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Who was the young heartthrob in the Partridge family, though? Oh, uh. Did. Danny Partridge. Bonadu- Danny Bonaducci? <laughs> no, that's it. No. That was it. <laughs> no. Yeah, Danny Bonaducci so, was like young. Oh. Would, would or not? No, not. <laughs> Danny Bonaducci. Would not. Fuck would not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's find the the heartthrob partridge family members. So happy together. David something. Mm-hmm. Is that how it goes? Danny. Sure. Okay, here's the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy, right uh, in the middle uh, there. Uh, yeah. uh, who's little big eyes there? Little, hmm. Very little squinty big yeah. eyes. Oh, yeah. damn, a little Steve Buscemi. Ew, ew. <laughs> a little Steve Buscemi eye. <laughs> um, do you know that Emma Stone, like, was first on TV in, when she was like a teenager. She was a monkey? Auditioning for the remake of that as part of a reality show. No, I didn't know that. Called Remaking the Partridge Family. No, I absolutely did not and know that. And she won. I didn't want to know it, and I didn't know it. Yeah. Oscar winner. Yeah. I didn't know it. There you go. Now you know it. Hmm. The more you know. Hmm. Yeah, so CJ's got to go have an awkward conversation with Corny Sykes. After that is Donna and Josh together. She she's just thirsty to meet some royals. She's so thirsty. And I was thinking, yeah, when Marbury gets here, yeah, you can encourage him to introduce me to any royal and single men he might know. She's trying to get some uh, nobility instilled in her. And uh, <laughs> well, she, when she's talking to Lord John Marbury, 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 Marbury. She said she's like asking him about himself, and then she like stops and she's like, "Tell me about yourself." Oh, yeah, that's an awkward scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another ambassador scene after that. It's the Swedish ambassador this time, uh, getting his papers stamped and signed or whatever. The president's taking him to task for bringing the Roman Empire down. In fact, Gothic tribes from Sweden 
played a major role in the disintegration of the Roman Empire. Did they not? Mm, they did. So you've got that to answer for. Yes, sir. So Again. It's all the Swedish's fault. Leo comes in. He's Leo's on a fucking jag this week about this missile defense shield. Every single scene is just him talking about this thing. He's on a real jag. Yeah. Um, is that a thing? Yeah, I think okay. so. Sure. You could be on a jag, and you could be a jag off. And you could be a jag bag. Yeah. And you can be a judge advocate general. Ooh. Jag. <laughs> you can, uh, only like that I show. Could be but how are you on general. a jag? Yeah, he's on a jag. <laughs> I think you made this up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wikipedia a lot. <laughs> on a jag. What does on a jag mean? On a jag diction. The online David slang. Cassidy. Uh, to, be, yeah. to be extremely interested in a specific topic, almost to the point of obsession. Or, alternately, on an alcohol binge. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So for Leo, I think it makes sense. Yeah. It does. I've never heard that before. Again, the more you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he brings up the drop-in thing, too. Um, this is where Leo's like, oh, this is just like previously on <laughs> this TV show that we're on. Uh, it gets really meta at that point. And then the president's really worried about being attacked by vegan food. 2,000 environmentalists are going to try to kill me tomorrow night. We should go, sir. They're going to come at me with vegan food and pitchforks. That doesn't really sound like something people do. Still, I'd like you to get between me and any boiled seaweed you see coming my way. It's a cheap, cheap attack on I wonder, vegans. I wonder if people in 2000 knew what that was. A vegan? I think the vegan... Yeah, uh, lifestyle has gained a lot of visibility, like ever since Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this: Madonna, Pamela Anderson has been a vegan for a really long time, maybe forever. Did she invent it? No, but everyone knew that she was a vegan. Okay, and I remember in Florida, which is a place that gets everything last, hmm. there was a vegan restaurant that she was like a part owner in hmm. there. And it was like a fancy vegan restaurant. My, my parents, mm. until very recently, would pronounce it vegan. Ew. Disgusting. I thought you were going to say vegan. <laughs> vegan? I don't know what's the I tried to think, I tried, I tried to imagine how they could. How and you I could just, like yeah, fuck that word up. Like Vegeta. a vegan. Like yeah. Um, the, pre- the president, I will say, really problematic in this episode. At first, first things first, he's, he's got some uh, really toxic masculinity. Okay, well, golf's not a sport. It's fine, don't get me wrong, but let's not you and I confuse it with things that men do. As he jokes with the Thai ambassador oh, yeah. about golf not being a sport for well, men. Let's not confuse it with something men do. And now uh, <laughs> attacking the vegans. Let, let the vegans alone. Nobody wants to make you a vegan president. Nobody cares what you eat, Yeah, Mr. President. Come on, why does everybody attack the vegans? Eat, eat some kelp. Yeah. That's good. To that, Toby. I'm on a seaweed diet. Are you? No, you're not. Seaweed, I diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. President walks outside. Toby's there. He's like, oh, I heard about this little drop-in thing you want to do. Uh, what's, what's Sam think about it? And then Toby's like, this is, this is where he says it isn't government camp, which is a line I like quite a bit. He's very defensive. And the president's like, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but I'm going to stare at you as if I, to indicate that you're doing it wrong. Um, CJ comes up after that she's getting some award in new york which is why she can go talk to this guy later um some women in communications thing that she being awarded i don't think it's right for a press secretary to get an award it seems like undue influence yeah it's not like awards are used to curry favor 
or anything for some sort of ulterior motive that involves financial benefit. Toby gives her a line to say after the drop-in becomes a thing later. The president has always spoken out against moderate groups not taking responsibility for extremism, and he isn't going to stop with the environmental lobby. Friends are honest with each other. Friends are honest with each other while they lie to one another. Yeah. Did he, did he lie? Well, the, the complete, the omission. Yeah, it was a lie by omission. Yeah, the whole I mean, point seemed to oh, be... Oh, his real friends. Same. Yeah, real friends. Not... Not the friends that are um, political right. action communities. Is that <laughs> what PAC stands for? Community? <laughs> Committee. Yeah. Committee. Um, <laughs> it's just a nice community <laughs> of political action. Sam and Toby, after that is the next scene, is uh, they're finalizing the speech. Sam is really stressed about it, but he's also really excited. This is like Sam at his most like earnestly. He's so Sam. The difference between a good speech and a great speech is the energy with which the audience comes to their feet at the end. Is it polite? Is it a chore? Are they standing up because their boss just stood up? No. They want it to come from their socks. Get a half an hour. Let's read this again. How do you stand up from your socks? <laughs> I don't know. And what if you don't wear socks? I was Are you lift. less of a person? I remember when people wore socks. socks. Lift from the socks. That's how lift you... Lift with my socks. Yeah, you prevent back pain. Yeah. An injury. Lift from a sock. And then he's also talking about it's like we gotta have three sources for everything. I, I want to make sure that our stats on asthma or whatever. It's like can't cite it unless it's three sources. He's lovable. Yeah, he's he's so uh, honest and respectable. Do you uh, remember when like people cared about whether the president had accurate information <laughs> <laughs> or what any politician said in a speech ever? Yeah, unless it was like a fuck up. Like that's the only thing that can make a news anymore. It's like screwing up. And then people will cover it. But if you just like do the right thing and like give an advanced copy and then read the advanced copy and it's like a pretty good speech, nobody cares. There's there's like no news value in that at all anymore. Yeah. Which I say is probably pretty good because that's kind of bullshit. But then, but there's no, there nothing's filled that void. Yeah. Tweets. <laughs> there used to be like, we'll give a press release and we'll discuss the press release now. It's just no one cares. Mm hmm. It's all. Talking heads. Oh boy. News is news has been wild this past week, guys. You've been yeah. watching this news thing? Yeah. I've seen it on Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been insane every day. Nonstop. I'm overwhelmed. It's too much. I'm waiting for the monkeys to take over. <laughs> I'm I'm welcoming <laughs> it now. I'd vote for a monkey. <laughs> uh Leo and Josh <laughs> are after that. Um and they're talking about the missile shield some more. Um, Josh is more skeptical about it than Leo is. Um, and then a guest comes. It's Gerald. Oh, God. Gerald, old friend. Good to see you, Ambassador. LJM, Lord John Marbury. Uh, rest in peace, Roger Reese. He died a year and a half ago. Oh. Uh, awesome dude. Good actor. Really Good guy. <laughs> Gave really me my start in show business. <laughs> fine fellow. Stand up character. Knows his shit on uh, missile shields. Yeah, really does about everything. He's very he's a very gracious guy. I think the nobility uh, comes across in him. Yeah, because he has like a little moment for Josh. Good to see you, Ambassador. God bless you, Josh. The prayers of millions will answer. Thank you, sir. He goes uh, all I really the way liked. back to uh, Queen of Scott. That lady. Yeah, Mary. This, yeah, the one of them. Yeah, but I thought I thought the thing with Josh was a like a 
showed that he's like a classy dude. Except why does he call Leo Gerald? Oh, that's just he looks like them. a Gerald. He Gerald him Joe is also. Gerald is a British kind of thing. I feel Leo's not British. But he himself he is, is kind of the president's butler. He says a thing about Margaret. Your assistant Margaret is looking uh, positively buxom. Thank you. I'll tell her. Thank you. Oh yes, well done. <laughs> she just yells from outside. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed that till this watching. It, does that just mean like Margaret's got tits? Yep. Positively. And, and, and fantastic looking, hearing. She's looking mm-hmm. very booby. <laughs> was Margaret looking especially boobalicious? Positively I didn't even booby. know that we saw her for, I don't think so, for right? a split second. I would call her Marge when she dresses like that. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo is kind of like buttering him up a little bit. He's like, I'm really excited you're, you're here. You know, you're, you're a real stand-up guy, real respectable yeah, I need some help. <laughs> hey, what do you think about this idea I've been selling all episode? Well, it's trash. And here are all the very good reasons that it's trash. Because the NMD is an absurdly wasteful military boondoggle that will never produce a working missile. It violates any number of elements of the ABM treaty. And any argument you make in its defense will surely be moronic. And then Leo's like, we're going to get into it. Because <laughs> Leo cannot stop talking about this thing. I'm still excited. After that, CJ and Corny Sykes, they're in New York. I did not recognize <laughs> the spot, even though I'm, I'm a native New Yorker. What? <laughs> what, what, what do you have to you like have to be born here, right? I can't become a native New Yorker, right? No matter what. Yeah, technically native. I mean, you're not Dutch. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I feel like there's so many people who aren't born here, who come here. I feel like after, you know, no, a while. No, technically native, you can't like, just years? skirt it. Ten years. Native you're never new, changes. That's the thing about words. Yeah, yeah. But like you're just it like... continues to mean what it means oh yes <laughs> mm-hmm. the h came before the w what if you were born <laughs> again does oh yeah interesting what if you're born again i got baptized yeah. in the east river right yeah i'm a born again New Yorker. so uh corny comes in and he's like alicia can i get some club soda hey alicia the waitress at this random hotel bar in new york he is a famous dude he knows the names of various wait staff do you know a single waiter or no. waitresses or barista or the laundry person's name uh, i did make... know when my friend was a bartender no not your friend though it's not can't be somebody you know from outside do you hmm. know any of them hold on yes yeah uh no yes mm-hmm uh, upstate, I know no. a lot of people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Restaurant. Diane, the bartender. Yeah, okay. Who could and, forget? And Jacques. Are you who you're owns a regular? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a regular at enough places. But like, so the thing is, my my dad was like born to be a regular, and every time he moves to, <laughs> he's a native, a regular. different place. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a native regular. Yeah. He finds at least one place where he's like a regular and knows like every. Like he makes a cheers in every place he's lived. So this is You know who was on Cheers? LJM. What? He was? Yeah. He was uh Kirstie Alley's like fiance or something. Oh. By the way, like do you really think her name is Kirstie or is that like a PR stunt? Kirstie. It was Christy, right? Come on, it was Christy. No one has ever There's named a their lot child Kirstie. Of 
K-R-E-T. There's like Kirsten, Kirsten, Kristen. No, and but then there's Kristen and then Kristen. There's no Kristen. Christine. Hey, Kristen. No, there's no Kristen. And then Kristen. Tin and ten. No, but it's Kra. It's not Kerr. No, but there are Kirsten, Kirsten, Kristen. He just said them all. <laughs> but they spelled Kaki. the same? No. Her, I don't think her name is spelled Christy Alley, is it? It's, it's Kirsty. Kirsty Kirst, Alley. K-Y? Can you please look this up again, Eric? I'm just saying, I think that We're she made this up. We're a lot of up. links in the bottom Kerr. of this episode. It's, it's K-I-R. Kerr. Yeah, Kerr. Really? Did you guys know, so you know how like no actor really has their real name? Hmm. Um, Olivia Wilde, which is a wonderful name. It's a great name. Do you know what her real name is? No. Olivia Cockburn. Ooh, that is not a great name. Yeah. She made up the name Wild. She can burn my... <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, She's like a mother of two children. She probably has never heard that before. I would... Yeah. I like. I do not blame her for changing her name. I didn't even finish this. <laughs> we knew where that was going. <laughs> so CJ says, can you say no to this dinner? Because two years ago, there was some event where you made a joke... Um, that sounds pretty relevant. It's about police shooting black people. Which... Let me tell you something. I never say no to a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it was a political controversy because it was like too risque of a joke. And the president, there was controversy over whether the president laughed at it or not. And they claimed he did not laugh at it. This guy's pretty on point about like taking CJ down. You know how I feel about you. You know I don't mean you disrespect. You don't? No. I've raised money for you, I've registered voters for you, I've done commercials for you, and I voted for you. Because of something I never did wrong two years ago, you don't want to be on the same day as with me. That's not... It takes a special kind of arrogance not to think that that's disrespectful. So this actually is a perfect example of when an argument get a cookie. Did she get a cookie? No, he, he a, wins he the cookie? argument, Doesn't... she's got nothing, and in the end he's like, okay, I, I won't do it. I'll and do like, the thing for you the, anyways. And then in the end, all she has to do is be like, you, he did laugh. You are funny. You were great. And he's like, No, she doesn't yeah. even say he did laugh. She's just like, yeah, you. I thought you were funny. Yeah. Yeah, he gets nothing out of the relationship. This is very one-sided. Are they, are they a thing? No. I did not detect that. I did not Corny detect and that. He's, he's like, see you next time. I think they just have a, a friendship, maybe. Okay. Unrequited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to say. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy's pretty good, I thought. He, I wish he was in the show more. <laughs> I wish any any black people were in the show more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, just Charlie yeah. holding it down. So that's the whole thing, the whole subplot line. It's pretty pretty dumb. I guess it speaks to a little bit of like political journalism. No, it's it fits into this episode, which is about how when, once you go back into campaign mode, you just you, you rationalize doing things that are so such betrayals, such hypocrisies based on well we can't govern if we're not in office yeah well, look, they're, they're not friends like they have a political relationship they're not buddies you know she has a job and her job is to represent the president no but i mean and it's that's all... and his role in that relationship is to also represent the president so like yeah to be That's like just a relationship. That no, but I, but I mean driving the, voter registration. But this episode is money. all about manipulating your friends in a way that 
alienates both sides of that relationship. Yeah, but that, it's also about uh, the like the idealistic versus the realistic. Like, yeah, she's not here to make friends. She's here to make sure that the president gets reelected. Right. I guess they don't do a good enough job in this episode of giving you their point of view. Like, they don't really show you why it makes sense numerically, empirically, to betray their friends. Like, when has anyone tried to just run on principle and, like, stay, to, you know, stay true to their friends and natural allies and try to build a coalition based on a feeling of integrity and loyalty and Bernie. principle? <laughs> yeah. Basically. That was cool when that happened. How'd that work out? No, I think it was cool. Pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Pretty well. Given that his own party was trying to sabotage him the entire time. Yeah. Hmm. You think he's going to run again? Yeah. He's, he's he old. says so. He's he'll so he'll old. just do it to, like, push them to the left. But he's going to... Win? He's going to win. <laughs> Maybe. He does. Is he too old? No. Trump's no. old, too. People, get, fat. people are a lot healthier now at that age. All the Democrats are really old. They're so yeah. old and dumb. Elizabeth. Because these baby boomers just won't get out of here and make room for the younger generation. Just get out of here already. Yeah, but we got Cory Booker. Yeah. He's True. doing a gesture, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he saved a person from a burning building. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. He's Superman. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw him at Six Flags one time. Oh, yeah? He was right. He, he looked like he was like showing some like teens around cool yeah seems seems like an all right guy but i don't think he's gonna was it like a organization of teens or just random teens just a (laughs) couple of teens it's like like pied pipering a bunch of teens around yeah uh anyways uh so they go after that to the mural room and it's um ljm leo josh president comes in he's like listen i gotta go a few blocks across town and give an address on global warming and the future of our planet that's not something you're interested in right oh good god man okay heck no yeah definitely not but hang around for an hour i'll be back an hour did you say yes i'll need some amusement good evening your lordship excellent geisha donna donna is ready yeah in her kimono she's like can i show you to one of the bedrooms um and he's like excellent this this will work out fine um and then yeah he's is he gonna fuck donna i think they're gonna fuck that's the implication in that joke definitely yeah um donna's probably into it it seems like donna was gonna fuck him yeah Yeah. she seemed very whether yeah whether he wants it or not (laughs) he seemed interested yeah he wants it Toby and Sam is the next scene after that. And then Toby in the White House, Sam's on the phone at the dinner. He admonished them. Sam. He went off the speech right at the end and slapped him down for not speaking out. Eco-terrorism. Listen. He just flew right off the speech. Sam, listen. Something about a Colorado ski resort. Sam, are you listening? <sighs> Talk to me. Here's what you say. Friends are honest with each other. The president has always spoken out on moderate groups not taking responsibility for terrorism, and he isn't going to stop the environmental lobby. Sam, what's happening? Outstanding. If you're gonna do that, do it at the beginning of the speech for one thing, right? Like, because then you just get out of the way. And if you're gonna score the political points off of it, people are watching the beginning of the speech and probably like tuning out. Yeah. So do it then, and then you can like win them back over. But he said it at the end. Uh, they're all pissed off, thin skins. Really? This, mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't sound like that big of a thing. Of like, oh, there's these people like. You should be mad at them too. Like, say something about it. Like, that wouldn't like drive me 
over the edge like it seems to the response that they get is insane it's like the head of the senate committee and the president of this organization are all going after us uh after that is uh ljm and donna and this is that scene elise was talking about earlier tell me about yourself well uh my mother was a descendant of the third of the nine children of queen victoria victoria was the granddaughter of george the third who was the great grandson of george the first george the first was the uh, great nephew of uh, charles the first uh, who was the son of James the first, and uh, James's mother was uh, Mary, Queen of Scots. Thing he goes back probably six or seven generations. It seems like. Yeah, I, I like. I can't go that pre-War of the Roses, right? I don't know. Pretty sure. At least you're you're the most British person. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a Brit here. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Now nah, you sound American. Oh, don't. you don't have to feign humility. <laughs> Tell us about the War of the Roses real quick. No. Well, those <laughs> flowers got uh, very angry. Yeah. There was like one gardener who was like, I want tulips. And the other one was like, no, Mm-mm. roses. And then we this all know who won. This is the one true the flower. Yeah. <laughs> and that's history. Mm-hmm. There was like all sorts of implications of the soil and like the weather. And I think rain. Harry Potter did something. Yeah. What, yeah, <laughs> what fertilizer He does used. do a lot of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Lots of... Horticulture. Yeah. There's Sam on the phone, or CJ comes back into the office. She's back from New York now. Sam goes up to her. It's like, oh no, did you hear about the thing at the speech? It went bad. And then she has the line too. She's got the ding dang line. But she didn't talk to Toby yet, Sam finds out. And then he literally turns into the like face grabby emoji guy yeah the thinky emoji <laughs> he's sad, he sad he face. turns into it and he's like what's going on here i was out of the loop uh then he goes and talks to toby and he's really really mad I said exactly what you told me to say which coincidentally is exactly what cj told me to say which is remarkable when you consider that cj was in new york during the event and didn't speak to you afterward i mean it's almost as if there were people who already knew it was gonna happen sam get away from me he's like you did the drop-in yeah, he's like, you you get away from me. <laughs> Do not Don't touch me. Mom. <laughs> I love how fucking mad he gets. It's great. His uh, face when he tries to go see the president about it is so sad. It's like he's just lost all hope. Yeah, he's still betrayed by Charlie. He storms off, goes, yeah, tries to get into the Oval Office. Charlie, like, looks up to Toby to get, like, a confirmation. I don't know why Charlie's, like, looking for Toby's, oh. like, okay. Well, you, you can kind of see that Sam's There's like, like can you make time for me? He's huffy, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I want to go yell at the president. Yeah. We know that's a bad thing. Like, that's going to get you a Stanley yeah. Keyworth visit. Yes. <laughs> going to burn a day on that. Um, And then he's like, God, Toby! <laughs> Storms off. <laughs> I hate you. This is like, uh, I mean, I will say that he doesn't Rob Lowe doesn't get to do like a broad set of emotions as Sam. Usually it's like earnest enthusiasm and then sort of like cuz Sam's on Adderall. <laughs> like timid sort of nerdiness, but this is like this is really good. Angry doesn't look good on him though, you know. When I saw that face I was like ew. You Wouldn't. Know? <laughs> yeah, would not at that moment. Even if he had a bucket of fried chicken for you, <laughs> that's a different equation. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it You're really throwing to have other a frowny things. face when you have a bucket of fried chicken. No, it's actually scientifically <laughs> impossible. It's been proven. How do you say no to those breaded thighs? 
Uh, there's a little more of tone. <laughs> LJM and Leo and Donna here. This is Donna going on about how she's going to date a five-year-old in the royal family once he once he can start writing, of course. <laughs> and there's some more missile defense stuff. At this point in the episode, I'm extremely tired of hearing about the missile and defense. Then- we keep hearing the phrase can of whoop ass. We opened up a big can of whoop ass on Yorktown. Oh, Leo, yeah. About is, Yorktown. Yeah. York, Yorktown? Yorktown? Tell us about the Battle of Yorktown. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, there was, a, there was a really, really popular York peppermint patty. Mm. And everybody wanted it. So this is like it. a um, anthropomorphic like food fight type yeah, situation. It is. So it's like the mayor mm-hmm. of peppermint pattyville yeah it is and then um you know it was the peppermint patties versus um the like goody goody gumdrops and the gumdrops were just too soft and the patties won and it became yorktown is this when they stole the sugar from the patch kids <sighs> no that's a different incident english history is wild y'all yeah <laughs> uh sam's at a bar after that uh drinking his problems away and toby comes up pays for his beer as a way to make amends, uh, $5 isn't going to I mean, it's a gonna start. It. It's a start. It's going to run up a tab on Toby's dime, yeah. though. Toby tries to explain himself. Sam, I'm looking at opposition polling. That scares the hell out of me. I'm looking at internal numbers that change by the hour. I'm listening to economists that tell me there's weather. You left me out. <sighs> yeah. I think he could probably just bring Sam into the fold. I don't think Sam's going to be, like, super shocked to be like, oh, it's re-election time. He's probably on board i yeah, would think maybe like game the, this, this i really do like i mean as boring as it is i guess the the theme of this episode which is like it's so exhausting to just get through the day when you're constantly under siege that like i don't mean the siege i mean like like you the know CJ? under siege yeah, yeah. like ooh. I, thought, I thought you were talking about the denzel washington movie <laughs> <laughs> it's like no i didn't think you were talking about that but. all of those things but like it you know it's it's a lot of work to just deal with all of that and not screw up and you know could toby's reeling off of screwing up pretty badly you know in and this he, scenario like, wrote it and he wrote a speech on a deadline too so like it, he thought it came out good but it's like there, there's a certain cost in terms of willpower and effort and time to like explaining things to your support staff and you know obviously you want to respect them and you want to hear them out and maybe they'll say something that you didn't think about and it will change you and improve things but it sort of seems i think it's a plausible and interesting kind of like complexity that toby's at this point like i just don't have time to like to like address all of your arguments especially because a lot of your arguments i don't really have a response to other than realpolitik yeah, so <laughs> no one, no one wants to know why I said realpolitik. No, I know that's a good one. Okay, that's I know, cool. I, I know the phrase. Cool word it's from the Latin. Cool word. Yeah, yeah. It means real politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're not allowed to just say that. No, that's exactly what Toby says to Sam, and <laughs> exactly those words. And Sam's like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of get it. And he's then he he also knows the name of the waitress. That he, when he comes in, he's like, "Oh yeah, let me get this one." Uh, maybe they always go to the same. Gerald, bar. yeah, I don't know. Uh, p- understanding and, and interacting with the people around you is not a forte of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and but he gets a beer and he's like, "I got this beer. I'm going to sit here and drink it." And so they they sit in silence and drink a beer together. Um, so there's a kind of nice moment they make up at the end. 
they go into the Oval Office. This is the ambassador exchange of letters and stamps with the president for LJM. He's pretty mad about getting a lot of angry calls about the drop-in. It was like maybe not a well-considered thing, but I think that's what they were going for. So they should have known that they were going to get these. Like, isn't that part of like doing it? It's like, oh, look how much we like to get the reaction. Yeah. So he just is going through the process now. There's a little more about the missile shield stuff here. Josh has an idea, though. Why don't we just give the $60 billion to North Korea in exchange for not bombing us? We do that a lot. Yeah, though. Seems reasonable. We give a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. But they, he gets laughed at as a result of that. I just want to point out that they are, they mention in this episode, like worrying, especially the, the missile shield, they're worrying about a North Korean ICBMs. Just interesting that we're still talking about this now. And they still haven't gotten there. I mean, they have nuclear weapons, but they can't reach uh, the United States. That seems like the easier part. Yeah. Doesn't it? Reaching us? Yeah. If I was like, I don't okay, know a lot about missiles. A, like a, you have two tasks that you need to do. One of them is make a thing that can go across an ocean, like a plane, which is a technology that exists, or make like a god bomb that can like destroy a planet. I feel like um, the way I think about it, which is based on nothing, is like a nuclear bomb is like a hot potato, and like you can't you right? can't jostle it, you can't shake it, oh. and so getting it to not explode before it, like. It reaches its destination. It must be a challenge. So putting the potato in the oven's easy. It's, the it's also of the yes. continuing to adjust its trajectory and and the burn. Please you can't just like in potato terms. Lob it in there. <laughs> yeah. You don't want a bunch yeah. of tater tots. Well, well, you do. Yeah. You don't want your fries to get soggy. You know what? We need a new metaphor. <laughs> oh, it's like when you're going in to dip the fries. No, fry- potatoes. Uh, if the fries are too hot, you can't hold on to them and get a good aim towards mm. the sauce tray. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, guys. So you have to make some kind of glove technology. <laughs> Power yeah. glove. They're, they're always 10 years away from being yeah. able to do it. Yeah. And eventually they're going to, and then we're, we're going to lose a couple cities. Huh. And that's, that's something All to right. look forward to, West Coast okay. people. LJM comes in. Uh, they do their... Exchanging, I think they say plenty potentiary one more time. Ambassador extraordinary and plenty potentiary for good measure. Mm-hmm. And then the president, the first thing he says is like, "Where, where do you stand on the missile shield?" Well, I think it's dangerous, illegal, fiscally irresponsible, technologically unsound, and a threat to all people everywhere. Leo, I think the world invented a nuclear weapon. I think the world owes it to itself to see if it can't invent something that would make it irrelevant. Well, that's the right sentiment. And certainly a credible one from a man who's fought in a war. You think you can make it stop? Well, you can't. It's like war is forever. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a, that's a deep line, I thought. This uh, is the better butter battle. Better butter? Oh, better butter battle. Good point. Yep. Dr. Seuss' better butter battle. The most poignant... Anti-war propaganda. There's a group of people that butter their bread on the bottom of the bread, and then on the other side of this wall, there's a group of people that only butter their bread on the top, and they hate each other. They organize society around that principle. Yes, that is bizarre. You put it on both sides. No, you. Uh, that what? way, you get more. Butter. Not in this. You get double scenario. the butter. That's that could, that could have been a solution to this problem. But no, and Jason. instead. 
Jason, double butter. Wait, but then you have butter all over your hands. Wow, am I talking with a bunch of children? I'm talking about more butter. I'm sorry, I can't trust On someone your bread. with your uh, distaste for cake. Do you see how hysterical you're getting about this? Yeah. That's how important this was to these two groups. Wow. Yeah, so tell us how it ended. Well, they just come up with more and more sort of Rube Goldberg-like they contraptions for hurting each other, and then other contraptions for, for like countering the machines they come up with to hurt each other. Did they ever sneak on the other side and butter the other side of their bread? No. But then eventually they have this giant wall with all these different defenses. (laughs) And the book ends with each of their best scientists with like a tiny little like gumdrop that could destroy all life on the other group's Mm. encampment. And the two scientists who of course look the same but one's red and one's blue or something like are standing on this wall holding the little like death gum drop over to the other side, like looking at each other all like mischievously. So which side was right? Doesn't really matter. And what is it a metaphor for? Yeah. I don't it's really understand. hard. It's a subtle <laughs> So allegory. they figured out how to get the potato to the location they wanted to destroy. Right. Do you put the butter on the inside of the potato or the outside of the potato? The butter goes all over the potato. Damn, I haven't had a baked potato. Now we're talking. Right? We um, rem- we had a party when Obama was running for president. The taters for debaters. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. And we just did a bunch of baked potatoes. Mm-hmm. That was great. I'll do that again. Yeah. The next horrible Let's election. What will do it. Which, uh, that was followed immediately by a steak of the Tofunian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the end of the episode. Okay. And the... the- the final scene where they're taking a picture and signing the documents is the credit photo. Um, I, they they have this habit of showing the last scene. Show something from earlier. Yeah, let's see. Come the scene. on, give us something good. Yeah, maybe like uh, when Donna was all mischievously flirting. Mm. It's hard to convey in a photo. Maybe. She had a face on her that was just like, <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah. So that's the episode headlines. I didn't do a lot. I only did. I one. have some. Missile. I got one. I got one. Oh, right. me too. Let me go first, just uh, in case you the have the most mine. obvious one. Oh, damn it! It's the one I did too. I, I have that one too. Big Miss <gasps> Missile. Uh, I did not do that one. And then I wrote Little Miss Missile Device. It's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dod ballistic over missile failure. Ooh. Big old pile of missile. Big skull. <laughs> Pile of missile. Pile of like that. I did a swing and a missile. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What about facile anti-fissile missile? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't. No, I didn't do that one. I d- I was trying to do something with like, I call them ecomaniacs, like egomaniacs. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But they're eco. Yeah. I, that's all I got. That's as far as I got. Eco kind of means like environmental. Yeah. But like econ- e- economic? Like ecotourism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Co- eco- ecotourism. Ecotour. Yeah. I was that, getting there. headline? No. Yeah. Uh. All right. Mean, uh, green. Nah, it's got nothing. Um, final thoughts. This episode's kind of stupid. <laughs> this episode is kind of boring, and I just need to bring up something that came to light during the taping of this podcast, which is your stance on cake. <laughs> No, really... we all agree on we no, all agree on no, pie, no. pie, pie, 
Oh, but no. I just want to have it and eat yeah. it. Yeah. No, you want cake. You're not a pie guy. I. You're right. You don't let her tell you what kind of guy you I'll are. I'll take tell a cookie kind of though. You you're are. a pie guy. If I have to tell pick us what one. kind of guy. Cookie. Cookie guy. That's not an option. He's a cookie guy. That's Cookies not an really more pie than cake. Pie or cake, Jason? Cake. Who, yeah. He's just saying that because you're. I don't married. even like fruit in my dessert. He won't. Cake. Like I will get pie sometimes because very rarely I'm like, ooh, I want pie instead of cake, and then he won't eat the pie. I'm done. Can we end this? I can't even. I can't even. No, no, so no. no. I couldn't even first. No, I was the first to not even. <laughs> okay. This episode is not that bad. It's like I don't I don't like it that much. It's not very memorable. No, it's, like, it's not memorable. But I love John the Marbury. It's fellow. not funny. Yeah. He's funny. It's well, not funny. Marbury's and funny. It doesn't present a good debate where both sides have like a, a good argument. And it's not really an interesting story either. Right. Like, well, we learn no. about uh, the ambassadors. The stuff Jason was saying earlier, I think, makes sense about like the theme of it is a interesting assuming that that's kind of like the way the episode started it's just like i want to convey this concept and have a couple plot points or to convey that properly fine i guess like but i mean i think it's an interesting concept but it's not a very good well it almost takes the opposite approach to the the tone of the end of the last episode which was bartlett is like too timid right now He's too kind of like not in re-election mode. So we need to secretly amp up and fight. But and so that's sort of like this positive development of like, okay, good. They're looking out for him, even though he doesn't have the stomach right now to fight. But then this episode seems to depict the consequences of their decision to go back into campaign mode as a complete erosion of all of their heart and principle and integrity. And I really don't understand not telling the rest of your like immediate team about it. Yeah. It seems like it's just counter to what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. By because that. they, I mean, the, the argument that they don't really present is they don't want the president to know they're handling him. So the fewer people who know that that's what they're intentionally doing, the better. But in doing that, they just immediately get caught handling everyone. Yeah. And introduce, like, turmoil into the staff at, like, the worst possible time. Yeah. Anyway, this is just all paving the way for President Trump. It's like, if you piss off your base, and if you, like, insult them and attack them and drive them away and 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 just aren't there for them... It makes you look like a fake politician. They're not going to vote well, for no. you. You know, what's funny. When I, met, when I said that thing about having integrity, like... like honoring your allies and just fighting for something you believe in and we were like when do we ever get a candidate like that and you said bernie but actually trump trump didn't care how deeply offensive he was he didn't really care he's not actually doing those things. i know but what he did is he picked a position and he just stuck with that position and didn't apologize or back down from it at all no matter how much everyone else was telling him it was horrible and heinous and no matter how much the polling was telling him it was a disastrous thing to do and in the end to everyone's shock and contrary to what the numbers were really showing he completely outperformed so i would say that he's probably the best the most successful test case for someone who just sticks to some like at least platform and then doesn't back down no matter how much criticism he's getting principles are bad now are they? Now. Now that we've established they lead to Trump. No, I just think that they lead to success. 
And unfortunately, of the candidates that were available for people to choose between, there was one guy who projected a sense of believing in himself, no matter what anyone said, or at least believing in the things he said, having the courage of his convictions, even though his convictions were heinous. And then another person who just would say, like, and do whatever, you know, there was just a perception that she didn't have no integrity or honesty. Because she was, like, bound by, like, being able to cite three sources. Or, or like, making sure that anytime she ever said anything, the way it was phrased left her with enough outs to claim it meant something different later. Yeah. Constantly qualifying, put, building escape hatches into everything, never just taking a stand and boldly staking things, taking a risk. And I, I think in the end, people don't really understand all of the complexities of different policy positions. They're just looking for a depiction of strength. Yeah, the thing, the Hillary thing that always makes the best example of that is when she wouldn't sign on to a $15 minimum wage in the platform that it had, it could only be $12. Like, as if anybody cares, like, all it just makes it do is look like that you're not for high minimum wages, even though you're for a raising of it. Like, just say it for 15 Right, like the anti-minimum wage people are like, hey, she's reasonable, like... No, they hate you anyway. Yeah. Like you're not convincing anybody by watering down your platform to try yeah. and appeal to the right. You're just losing your own base. Yeah, yeah. you're like giving away negotiating power, future okay. negotiating power early. So Democrats are bad. Yeah, and they pile on the left. Um, okay. All right, sad episode. Yeah, good stuff, guys. You made uh, you made Sam sad. Screw this episode for making me think about things. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're we are all Sam. Thumbs down. We yeah. are all we Sam. are all Sam. All of our faces look like Sam. I'm so dejected right now. All right, let's just play Switch now. Yeah. All right. Good night. All right, we're gonna Bye-bye. play video games. Bye. Whatever. Bye.